You are listening to Dear Parliament with Rob Hutchinson because democracy doesn't just happen. And welcome back to 101.9 High FM. I'm chatting today to a representative of of the youth in in Parliament and probably in, in local government as well. As as we know, the average age of of our politicians and public representatives is is let's say not too young. But it's great to see uh, new appointments and new people representing representing the public, and those people are definitely within the in the youth category. One of those is Mark Surgeon. He's a newly appointed uh, and newly sworn in a councillor from from Shwani, and he's going to chat to us today about the problems facing facing the youth, the challenges that, that he experienced, and, and hopefully a whole lot more. Good afternoon, Mark. Trust you're well. Hello, Rob. Yes, I am well. How are you? Ah, cannot complain. Always good. Always good Good to talk to people on, on, on the radio and express my sometimes biased views. But yes, this is why you're on the show. I want we want to hear what what experiences that you you've had as, as as a different viewpoint to to us old folk and and tell us a bit about what you as as a youth a 25 year old in in politics has experienced uh, give us a bit about a bit of your your history and your background in in politics where did it all begin mark well i started off in the uh, i never studied politics i went to college and studied web and graphics design Started off working for a marketing company, but uh, from a very young age, I always knew that I wanted to do something more with my life. I wanted to make an impact. And so I got involved with COPE, and I met some wonderful people there um, that really, I, I learned a lot at COPE. The 2019 elections, that didn't go so well for us. I, I left the party and and almost immediately joined the Freedom Front Plus, where I've I've grown in politics a lot. I've learned so much. Um, the the Freedom Front is a very welcoming party, and as myself and as an Englishman, they they took me on board and and were just wonderful. And so I went from strength to strength within the party. Started off as just an ordinary member. I got more involved with local leadership and local structures. I uh, I joined the youth movement, the youth uh, part of the party. And there I got elected into the Freedom Front Youth Council for Gauteng. And uh, then leading up to the 2021 local elections, I was also um, nominated as a candidate for my ward. And also um, I was placed on the PR list. I was uh, I was elected. So we got uh, 17 seats in the the Chwane municipality, and as I was number 15 on the list, I was elected to that seat. And uh, I'm not the only one. We have three members of the youth in our Chwane caucus. Out of 17 members, three members of the youth, I think that's pretty good. And in the city of Chwane, I'm not even the youngest. We've got a chap from Action SA who is 21 years old, and then another member of the Chwane Freedom Front caucus, who is 24 years old? Wow, so that's, that's that's kind of the story. Wow, that that's is is definitely quite quite inspiring to to hear. Yeah, Mark, it's it, it's quite interesting that that you have t- chosen this this career path. It's not your average 
a career choice for most 25, 25-year-olds or even 21-year-olds, as, as you just mentioned then, for the action mm. hey guy. What, what really motivated you to uh, – I know you briefly touched on it, but what motivates you as a, as a 25-year-old to con- go down this path? Well, I'm, I'm young, and I'm not going to be young forever. There is a time when I need to retire in this country, and I guess my motivation is that I need to do as much as I can now while I'm still young to fix the country, to fix my city, so that it's a better place for me to live in when I'm older. If, if, I, if I'm going to struggle with service delivery in the future, I need to make sure that you know, it's, it's being sorted out now. The problems are being solved at the ground level right now. And so I, I just figured out that the best way to do that is to get involved. I can't see any – you can't rely on other people to do it. Um, in my mind, if you need something done, you have to do it yourself. And that's, that's kind of my modus, op- modus operandi. Um, it's just the way I can ensure my future and the future of many others is by taking the reins and getting things done uh, myself. Yeah, that's brilliant. And that's, that certainly is refreshing to hear. I mean, all, all too often we see youths protesting at, at universities and educational institutions, expecting someone else to make, make changes for them and so on. We do have student councils and political student councils in, in, uh, universities and such, but they don't seem to really be as effective as, as they could be by actually making positive change. The, the default go-to seem, does seem to be protesting to get to get noticed and quite honestly that that doesn't often solve anything because it creates more problems you know yes. how, how have your how have your peers and friends and schoolmates actually reacted to to your your career choice and your political ambitions that's an interesting question um the few people that i still am in contact with from school well they're very supportive they i, I guess they kind of always knew that <laughs> this was my path a little bit of a joke. When I first moved to Chuane, um, we, my friends and I accessed my school's Wikipedia page and edited it as a joke. I do apologize if you're listening, <laughs> the people from my school. And, and we edited my name in to say, you know, the, the incumbent mayor of Chuane. But, uh, <laughs> I guess that was always uh, the, the path I was, I was going to be on. They knew that I was passionate about um, changing the country and, and service delivery and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, it seems to be coming true so far. I've been elected to the Council of Tuane, not quite the mayor yet. But my friends have been very supportive, um, and, and, and the friends I've made along the way have all been, been great. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the, on the other side of the coin, how, how has, uh, the older demographic uh, reacted to to your position in 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 the council well i suppose you wouldn't have experience from in the council yet but from from your general peers and competition in the election process how does the the older demographic view view your position there you know i i thought it would be you have these stereotypes um when when you go into politics about the older generations but i found with with my party they've always been very open to to modernizing and change and especially the leadership of the party they've been so enthusiastic about youngsters getting involved because the idea is um the older generations and i don't want to pass the blame here but if 
if the older generations have had a way of doing things, it clearly hasn't worked over the past how many years this country's been run. So our 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 thought process is if the old ideas aren't working, then the only way to get new ideas in is to get new young people with fresh ideas in. And so hopefully that's what we bring. That's what we bring to the table would be solutions that perhaps the older generations haven't thought of yet. And the Freedom Front Plus has been very open to that idea. If if old solutions didn't fix the problem, then you have to be open to change. You have to let the younger generations come in. And that doesn't mean just letting anybody in because they're young. You have to have the right ideology, the right mindset to implement change. You have to I, I am biased, of course, as a as a conservative politician. But left-wing politics, left-wing policies um, do not solve the problem. So you may have a young member of the EFF, but he's going to be, be implementing policies that were implemented in the early 1900s in Europe to disastrous effect. So it's not necessarily a, an ideal of youth, but new ideas, not necessarily old ones, and new ideas that work. Absolutely, absolutely. And perhaps we should just... Touch on that on that subject for for a, a wee moment. It might it might be a bit sensitive, but uh, that's that's what we're here for is to push those boundaries. You know, what the the EFF is is no doubt focused on on the youth, youth empowerment, and youth creating jobs and so on. That has been their political message through throughout their their existence and capturing the youth, which mostly came from from the ANC side, because um, the ANC was. They, they thought the ANC was becoming an, an old party focused on old ideas. So the EFF was created out of the remnants of the ANC Youth League. But <clears throat> as you say, the the policies that they, they do bring in um, don't seem to be self-empowering, but more uh, of the socialist, socialist agenda. So what, as compared to what you're bringing in uh, through through the Freedom Front, uh, tell us a bit about the, the policies and how they compare to those and how you feel that it's a better way for, for the youth to go, or, or perhaps not. Yeah, um, well, the EFF and their their comrades like to use the terminology like self-empowerment, youth empowerment, self-dependency, all, the, all these great terms. Um, but what they really mean when you actually look at them is dependency on the state they don't mean empowerment they mean dependency so when they say youth empowerment they want more youth on the social ground system which is not empowerment it it goes from you know an independent you, you're taking independent people putting them on the state system that's not empowerment that's you, you've created slaves of the state that's that's how the communist system works we're saying make the economy suitable that the youth can get jobs and that they can study and that they can progress uh, as they get older. When when you have a system where the majority of the population depends on the states for their income, they're not independent and they're not empowered. So we say lower taxes as much as you can. Um, obviously, you have to do what's financially viable for the country and the city, but lower rates, lower taxes, provide incentives, tax incentives for businesses so that they are prepared to take the risk to expand their operations, to employ more staff. Um, if you have a system where the companies are so overtaxed that 
each each time you know every month they have to really dig deep to, to make it on to make it on to the next month they're not going to take that risk in expanding their operations and so we want to build an environment where where the people are truly independent because they can start a business they can find a job in a field that they choose and where they don't have to depend on the state to stay alive well, that's that's absolutely vital and we definitely do need to do that but mark let's let's look at at um, what the EFF are are actually offering i mean they've got a huge presence in in all our universities and and state youth youth uh, entities and educational institutions and why 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 do they have such a presence there do our youth not want to be self empowered or do they do they and i'm speaking from someone who's not youth obviously so I'm, I'm ignorant ignorant to these ideas but why do the youth find the EFF so so appealing it's kind of a failure on our part to be bold with our ideas you know the the EFF came along and they were the loudest in the room and they said we're going to empower the youth that sounds great if i didn't know what i was talking about if i didn't know any better i would go along with the crowd too if this organization came along and said we've got all the solutions to your problem we're going to get you wealth and success and you're going to be empowered and independent i would i would follow along but i guess I guess they've grown a number, and as I said before, it's it's because we on the right or the conservative side haven't marketed ourselves properly. We've been silent. Um, uh, we we haven't put forward our, our ideals as well as the EFF have. We've let them take total control of the political space, and we're not radical enough. So our policies absolutely work. They've they've been proven to work in the western world where the middle class is is absolutely massive and the the poorer classes are almost non-existent sure they exist in, in some capacity but um i guess we have to look at ourselves and say it's on us at the end of the day because we didn't do a good enough job the EFF is fantastic at marketing they are all about bright colors loud noises the youth are drawn to that they the youth want vibrant leadership and i suppose that's why my party as such has opened up to the youth in the way that it has because we understand that old guys talking in parliament isn't going to inspire anyone julius malema is a young guy he was a member of the anc youth he shouts loudly he he's not afraid of anybody the youth doesn't want a a politician that is going to tiptoe around the sensitive topics and keep everybody happy. So we on the right wing have to, or, or on the conservative side, have to have to look at ourselves and say, if we need, if we're going to beat these guys, we have to learn from them. We have to, we have to shout louder than them and be clever with our delivery. We can't. It's it's easy to say conservative policies work, but I think we have to explain to people. And I've found this in the past with in the past during discussions with with people on the socialist side of the spectrum, when I've explained how conservative policies work and how how conservative policies actually generate growth and how tax cuts actually reap more 
bigger incomes for the government despite <laughs> despite them being less you know people don't understand this it sounds far fetched but once you actually explain to them they they they're kind of blown away so we need to look at the way we market our ideology to make it more accessible to the youth yeah and i, I totally agree with what with, with what you're saying and perhaps it's it's more of a a topic or or a, or a need to focus on Political education among, amongst mm. the youth, especially in in our in our uh, tertiary uh, institutions, and where where the EF is, is pretty dominant, they don't often talk about policy at all. It's always about you know, playing yes. playing the victim and and so on and, and pointing out pointing out the enemy and creating political dissent among amongst people. And Perhaps that's where where you as 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 a party or as a as a twenty five year old should should be focusing there is on political education, and that's a might be a long might be a long ask in 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 our in our society as we know education is is a sore point for for many South Africans and many youth. Um, you know what? Are there any plans from from your side to to focus on political education? So, in a sense, yes. So, as a member of the the Gauteng Youth uh, Caucus for for the Freedom Front Plus, there have been discussions discussions recently where we've seen that the information in our textbooks that the youth are are learning at school isn't necessarily correct and very biased towards one side, and that that is of course um, the anti-apartheid stance, which is which is fine. But all we're saying is it needs to be accurate. So there is an organization in the works, a, a watchdog of sorts that we are working on setting up, which plans to sift through the information that the students are getting on a day-to-day basis and just ensuring that it's factually accurate. Um, of course, all the legalese is still being sought out, but the idea is that should we find information that's inaccurate, we would then raise that with relevant authorities and hopefully get that changed. But that's not enough. We need, as you say, to have political education. But that's incredibly tough because the youth aren't necessarily interested in politics and and our opponents are playing what I call dumb politics. So dumb politics is where you go after your opponents personally. You, uh, <laughs> like what you mentioned earlier, what the EFF does, where they use emotion rather than logic to to drive their agendas it's about you know giving my land back rather than creating jobs to secure your future or or to to uh, to feed your family so it, we've got a lot to contend with it's it's a tricky one but um hopefully you know members of the public who have great ideas um who might have a solution will get involved because that's the only way we can we can make changes as people with the good ideas, you know, help us make them. Absolutely. We can't, we can't come up with every solution. As a political yeah. party, we're only as good as the members in the party. Exactly. And that, that is, that is no, no doubt even more relevant in, in the youth. And, and I know there's, there's a, there's a, there's an old saying that goes, if you, if you are not, um, left leaning, or liberal in in your youth, then you have no have no heart. But if you are not, but 
uh, right-leaning and more conservative as you get older, then you have no head. And I think that's that's a great a, a great stepping point or starting point for for any any political campaign that wants to engage with the youth. You definitely have to appeal to the emotion before yes. you appeal to 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 the facts. And um, and we'll chat more about that just after the break. So stay with us, please. You are listening to Dear Parliament with Rob Hutchinson because democracy doesn't just happen. And welcome back to 101.9 Chi FM. In chatting today to um, Mark Surgeon, a newly appointed youth councillor in the city of Shawnee. Mark's a 25 year old who has got a great eye for, for politics and great ambitions in hoping to bring down the average age of of our politicians and inject some new ideas and so on into our political landscape. Mark, now we were, had, we were chatting about um, uh, the education of, of the youth and the with the problems that that you were facing. Like, give me a or give us a, a sort of breakdown on on your peers without mentioning any names, of course. <clears throat> give us a breakdown on on your peers. What what is the the average thoughts out there are they more conservative? Are they more emotional based? And and how does are are you different to them? And if so, what brought that on? So in in the in our caucus, um, we are a more of a conservative bunch, I would say. Of course, as the Freedom Front plus, that is to be expected. But we're not the typical conservative stereotype that you might imagine you know the party has come a long way and it's actually quite open to new ideas and working with others and even some more liberal aspects um like uh like gay marriage and and issues like that although the party does take a a christian stance on most topics our our ideology is more you know you you can be whatever you want to be you can be whatever it doesn't even matter what color you are, what language you are, as I'm, I'm proof I'm an English speaking uh, member of the Freedom Front Plus. As long as you fit the party's ideology of conservative values and conservative governance, then you might join and rise the ranks as you see fit. But our, our caucus in Swane, so as I mentioned, there's three youth members in the caucus, uh, members from all different walks of life. We have business owners, we have advocates, um, a chap who manages an old age home, uh, another chap who works, uh, who runs an IT company, a large IT company. Then we have an environmental activist who has worked on some big international projects uh, in saving, to do with saving South Africa's wildlife. Uh, we have lawyers. Uh, myself, you know, I started off in marketing and, and moved on to politics. I guess the the benefit of having youth members like myself in the caucus is that i'm not willing to sit around and wait for things to happen i'm young i've got lots of energy i i want to get things done now and i don't have the patience to wait until i'm 50 to see it get done i'm also incredibly and this might have something to do with my strict northern irish upbringing is that I'm incredibly frugal with money, um, or at least other people's money. So when I see wasteful expenditure in the city, and I've seen so much of it already, and I've only been there essentially a day, um, 
it it frustrates me incredibly. So that's the sort of impact I want to bring. I, I want to make sure the money is being spent right because I know it's not an infinite resource. <laughs> it does run out, as we know. And if it's mismanaged, if it's not spent properly, um, then perhaps by the time I retire, there isn't going to be any services left for me to enjoy. Maybe there won't even be running water. So I guess I, I plan on bringing a youthful zeal <laughs> and energy that perhaps the older generations might not have, a perspective that they might not have as well. Because it's actually my future on the line. Oh, I think that's a wonderful, wonderful point. It is actually your future, and the, the future of the, the youth in, in South Africa. There's no doubt that uh, South Africa is is a, a more youth focused country. We we have a huge demographic of of young people who are maybe floundering around looking for a political home and looking for some good ideas that they can actually relate to. And there's no doubt that our decision makers at the topmost levels are, are, are I just read out there, the average age of, of our parliament is, is well over, over 52 years old. And that's, that does promote uh, problems and misunderstanding of, of the youth. Yeah. But it's got to go both ways, obviously. And it's, you know, it, the key to good governance is, is a, a backwards and forwards uh, communication between the public and and government, and from from my side, being in civil society and on the public participation front, I don't see much youth interaction at at all. Yes, it is growing, but they definitely don't don't get involved as much as uh, the older demographic, particularly the 35 to 45 year old. Um, the, how, how do we encourage the is the South African youth as as such to get more involved and aware of of their their, their politics, and particularly in the things that that do matter, not just the general rhetoric that goes up, goes around. I think we have to look at our messaging, um, and we need to encourage the youth that it does actually matter what decisions are being made at the top. Uh, it might not seem like it to them. You know, mummy and daddy pay for their education in most cases. Um, then once they're done with high school, they might start off with a small job somewhere. But I guess they don't realize that once you, once you want to start owning a home or, or you have to focus on your family, it's the, the real issues start affecting you like high rates. When, when you're struggling from paycheck to paycheck and the city then raises rates and taxes by 25%, that's going to dramatically increase your, your financial burdens. Electricity tariffs, when those go up, um, and I'm speaking from personal experience, it's incredibly difficult to, to then finance those, those increases. And as a member of the youth, I can see why somebody who's still dependent on their parents doesn't see that as an issue but we have to we have to change our messaging in a way that the youth realize if they don't get involved it's literally a matter of success or failure or life and death if you don't get involved and start making the changes that you or creating the city that you want to live in 
then um, then woe betide you, because then you've done nothing, and at the end of the day, uh, I guess who do you blame? Um, of course, that might not be the right messaging, but it's it's incredibly tricky to convince someone to be active and involved in politics when they're not active and involved in politics. Because how do you how do you say to them, rather instead of playing computer games in the evening, rather watch a political lecture on YouTube about the the value of conservative policies. If if somebody does not have that interest in politics, it's it's like going back to school. Nobody wants that. And I can see why people wouldn't be interested or members of the youth wouldn't be interested in learning about politics. So I guess perhaps we need to we need to make it more real, more in your face, um, more fun, perhaps more interactive, and that's mm-hmm. like perhaps where organisations like DS South Africa come into it. Um, perhaps if if there's a way of getting the youth more involved in their politics, saying to them, you know, it's not this far away, untouchable thing. You can have a direct impact in your community. With just a click of a button and a few words on your on your phone or computer, for me, getting into politics wasn't difficult. I went to a few meetings, spoke to a few people. Uh, before I knew it, you know, almost everyone knew who I was. I was getting nominated for positions. I was earning positions and achieving positions. All of this within the space of two years. I went from or less than two years now, mm. I went from joining a party to being elected uh, as a member of the city council. It's it doesn't require a lot of effort. I can see why some members of the youth might be might be um, intimidated by this. It's not that hard. You just need to have a little bit of ambition. Um, so I guess to answer your question, how it I, we have to look at messaging. Um, yeah. I guess I guess now as I'm in a position to do so. I'll have to work on that. Definitely, and I think it's probably relatable messaging as as well. Imagine, yes. if, imagine if you could sneak an ad into into a computer game or, <laughs> or something like that. That, you know, that that would be perfect. But I think it's more about understanding um, the needs and the wants and the desires of 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 the youth. And I truly don't believe that uh, you know anybody. In their in their fifties or sixties can can relate to that. We live in a different world world nowadays um, to what to what they did when they were youth, and we, the only people that can understand it is the youth themselves. We, we're in a totally digital environment. We um, there's less interaction. There's you know, social interaction in, in physical form, and you know, political parties who are not focusing on on that youth. And understanding how they operate, how they think, their psychology, their psychology, and and so on, are going to fall fall short in 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 a big way. So it's really encouraging to see people such as yourself in in these positions, um, making making decisions or being involved in the decision making processes, and so on. And I certainly hope we do see more more youth getting getting into into politics, but not. Politics in the traditional form, but perhaps there's a new version of politics on the on the horizon, being brought in by by the youth, and you know 
perhaps this is the time where old dogs should learn new tricks and <laughs> and get get in touch with with the things but mark we've pretty much run out of time there and it's been wonderful to to chat to you again and uh, I'd, I'd like listeners to actually perhaps uh, get engaged and send us a message on on three four five one nine and to our email at at uh, on air at highfm.com and let us know what what you think would be inspiring for the youth what how do we get them involved in in politics and we can send those ideas on to to mark and and other youth councillors and mayors and and so on and and ignite ignite our south african youth the youth after all are the future of south africa mark once again, I was rambling on there a bit there, sorry. But thanks thanks for joining us and thanks for, for taking the time time to do so. Only a pleasure. Thank you.